0: Good morning everybody. Good morning. how are you guys doing today all right ain't right. you guys excited to be in church today? Amen. Yeah. hey I'd like to welcome all of you here to Trinity and, and the people online we're so excited you guys are hanging out with us today. My name is Pastor Jeff I'm filling in for Ken they're on a rough uh, mission trip you know to to the beach probably having fun so he just wanted me to hang out with you guys today and let you know what's going on uh, we're going to sit there. And we're just going to have fun. we are got a good speaker coming. The worship's going to be amazing. You guys excited? And uh, is M- Mr. Mark Williams here? Where's Mark? Is he still out in the lobby? He's still out in the lobby. All right. Then we'll do, we'll do that later. So we're going, to, we're going to do some praise and worship. And the whole time we do doing praise and worship, the altar's always open. If you ever want to come up here and sit down and pray and ask God to take away whatever's hurting your heart sometimes we walk in the church and we have something heavy that we need to get rid of sometimes we have worries that we don't want to share with no one else so during worship if god opens up that place in your heart and you just feel like you need to walk up here and kneel and ask god to take it away do that because it's always open we got an incredible fill-in worship band we got bill tanya Mm -hmm. and Dwight. dwight dwight They used to be here a long time ago. They're up from Mount Vernon. They come here to worship because all of our band is gone, and I can't sing. You don't want me to sing. But uh, they're going to lead us in worship. Before we do that, let's take a moment. I want to pray over the service and over the day and over the the teenagers traveling. They're almost there. And for Pastor and his wife as they get on a plane today to fly to meet them. Let's take a moment and pray. Father God, we thank you again today. For this amazing day that we get to come here, hang out, and worship you, Father God. We thank you so much for what you're doing in our lives and the people's lives that we hang out with. Lord, be with the mission team as they're almost to their destination. Continue to watch over them, keep them safe in their traveling mercies, and be with Pastor and his wife as they get on a plane today to fly to meet them. And we pray you be with them every step on that trip, that they touch so many lives, and we get to hear great stories when they come back. But keep them safe and keep them healthy, and open up the doors for so many people to be saved. We thank you for this service. We thank you for the worship we're about to do. And thank you for what you've done in our lives. We do this all in your precious name. So let's stand up and worship God.
1: Thank you, sir. I mean, you know, we're the temple of the living God. Can you say? Who we worship the God who is. worship the God who evermore will be. He opened the prison doors. He parted the raging sea. i We sing to, can I get a witness? Oh, we sing to the God who always makes our way. As He hung upon that cross, and He rose up from the grave. Our God, He's still rolling our stones away. There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today. Your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Woo, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah. Bless your name, Jesus. Woo. There we go. All right. Um, God is amazing, ain't he? God. You know, I, I always tell people when you're worshiping God, Just imagine you sitting in his lap, you know, because when you hold your, you guys can sit down for a minute. When you hold your grandbabies, if you have grandchildren, and you grab them and you hold on to them, they're like the precious thing that God ever created. You love your kids, but man, grandbabies, there we go. There we go. So when you hold your grandbabies, it's totally different. And that's what I think about when I worship God, because when you're worshiping God, you're sitting in his lap. And he just wants your heart. He doesn't want the fake worship where you're just doing it because you got to do it. He wants to feel it from your heart. When you do that, God will open up doors for you. He will, you know, when you're having those tough days at work, he'll be right there beside you. You know, I always think about, wouldn't it be cool if you got to walk beside Jesus when he walked around? I always tell people, he's the coolest dude you'll ever know because he could do things we couldn't do, but he gives us that power if we believe in him and trust him, right? Mr. Mark, would you come on down here? If you're, this is your first time, visitors, we'd love to welcome you. If it's your first time, raise up your hand. This young man right here, Mark Williams, will give you a card for a VIB card and give you a gift at the end. Let's welcome our guest to Trinity, guys, as he, makes, as he runs down the aisle. He's such a young man. I just had to say that. Hey, this Wednesday was our Bible study. Even though Pastor and the team's out of town, Patsy's going to do the morning service, the morning Bible study, and you're stuck with me at night. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have a lot of fun. And this weekend is the food bank where they pass out the food. Friday, if you'd like to come and help, uh, sign up to get the food ready. And Saturday, Pastor, will be back to help pass it out. But that's our outreach for the community. There's so many people that's hungry that don't have money to eat. So when you put that food together and you pass that food out, the best thing to do is pray over that food because when they eat that food, maybe they'll remember where they got it and how God provided them a meal. And then maybe someday they'll show up to a church somewhere. All we got to do is plant the seed because God will water it. You know, whoever we run, you plant that seed, and one day that seed will grow. And before you know it, they're worshiping God. And then when you get to heaven, they're going to say, thank you. feeding me. Ain't that cool? All right, let's stand up. We're going to continue to worship God. You guys have fun. can have a seat. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Um, Mr. Chelsea's going to come up here. He's going to bring the word for us today. I'm excited because I've never heard him speak, and I always love to listen to new people because you can always learn something from new people, right? Come up here, young man. I can call him young because he's younger than me. I'm very excited to hear you speak, but before you speak, brother, I want to pray for you. Because I know when you speak in front of a crowd, I still get nervous. You know, all your stuff. But I believe the Holy Spirit's gonna help this young man today. Give us a word to save someone's life today. Yes. You ready, brother? Father God, we lift up this beautiful young man to you that's gonna bring your word today, Father God. I pray you be with him, you give and you him the words to speak. The words he don't even know, he's going to come out of his mouth yet, but every word that comes out is going to penetrate someone's heart. Here or even online, Father God, that they're just listening because they don't know why they turned on the, the online service, Father God. I pray you be with him and his family. Watch over his kids as they're traveling. And, Lord, I bless him for what he's doing for in your word, in your kingdom, in your precious name. Amen. Amen. There you go, brother. Have fun, man. Hallelujah.
2: Hello? I don't think it's working. Can you hear me? Ooh, there we go. There we go. There we go. Oh, I appreciate you calling me young, brother. I appreciate it. I'd, I'm not feeling young these days, let me tell you. Um, it is an honor and a privilege to stand up here once again and speak the word of God. It's, it's been a while. Man, how long has it been? Uh, I think it's been about two years since I've been up here. Um, but I'm still the same Chauncey. Let me tell you, maybe a little bit worse. Um, some of you might regret me standing up here this morning and preaching. Um, My message is going to be simple, and it's going to be short. It's not going to be long. We've got plenty of uh, you. You will make it to Bob Evans on time. It's 1107. You'll make it to Bob Evans on time. You might look at Bob Evans a little bit different by the time we're done, but you'll make it. This has to do with the Lordship of Christ. Jesus is Lord Jesus is Lord if you could sum it up in those three words it's Jesus is Lord now usually when I get up here I get a little bit nerdy and I give you a little bit of Greek I'm only going to give you one Greek word just one just one it's curious, Cur- not curious. Curios. That's what um, that's what Lord is in Greek. Man, I got a brother yawning already. I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 Jesus is curious. So, what does Lord mean? Now, I'm a little bit different. I like interaction. So if I ask a question, if anybody feels like blurting out an answer, please do. Please do. Does anybody know what Lord means? What does Lord mean? So I'm going to talk just a little bit, and we will get to the Scripture. As a matter of fact, let's go ahead and get to the Scripture now. Luke chapter 6, verse 46, if everybody will please stand to honor the reading of the word of God. Luke chapter 6, verse 46. When you get there, say amen. amen. Right now, it's only one verse, right now. We will come back to it. We will have more. Luke six forty-six says this. But why do you call me Lord, Lord? and do, and not do the things which I say. I'm going to read that again. But why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things which I say? It's Jesus saying that. Let's bow our heads and pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for the anointing of your spirit. Father, on on this man right here, Lord, that you will use me to to speak your word and to speak your word rightly and to speak your word with power, Lord, by your spirit. I pray for the conviction of your spirit, Lord, for everyone who needs to hear this word, Lord, and I pray for the edifying of your spirit for those who are already obedient to your word and can rejoice when they hear this message, Father. I thank you in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Why do you call me Lord? Or if you read it in the NIV, that's the in New King James, New King Jimmy, NIV says, why, why do you say to me, Lord Lord now is there anybody in this room that does not call Jesus Lord good I think in every church this morning in America people that are in there are calling Jesus Lord right because that's what Christians do that's what people that go to church do we call Jesus Lord but do we really have an understanding of what that word means now I'm going to step out on a limb and I'm not talking about none of y'all unless I'm talking about some of y'all hopefully I'm not talking about any of y'all but if I am this is for you I think we could all agree that the church in America has some problems I think we can all agree that the church in the West as a whole has some problems. And I think at the root of those problems is we don't understand what it means for Jesus to be Lord. We say it, I mean, how long has the church been saying Jesus is Lord? 2,000 years, uh, church in the West, 1,700 years, Lord, right? It's just kind of part of the scenery, right? Jesus is Lord, 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 Lord. How how many times a day do you say Lord? How many times a day do I, Lord, help me, Lord? How many of you have kids? Lord, please. Good Lord. Lord, have mercy. My Lord, Lord, Jesus, please help me. Lord, we we have five. (laughs) We have me and my lovely bride we have five uh two of them are away um on the youth missions trip um so we're reduced to three so right now that's two less than we have to say lord god please help me. <laughs> you know it, i mean it's, it's 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 just a word that's so common right it's just a word that that's so common lord lord but what does it mean what are you thinking when you say Lord? Ruler. Ruler. Who said that? Ruler. Oh. Master. Master. Help. Savior. Say that again. Savior. Help. Yeah. Okay. Savior. Now, I'll, 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 I'll tell you what. With, with Lord and Savior, um, uh, I, I probably shouldn't even get into all that but maybe just momentarily I will that's part of the problem is we, we will gladly take Jesus as Savior right um, because that's, that, that, that's something that you get right Jesus is our Savior Save, saved from what? sin what else? hell that's the big one right right that's that's, that's why we have to fear hell it's because of sin save us from ourselves Save ourselves. Save save us from the devil right saves us from the devil's power but then there's that Lord part I think that's the thing that that's the big struggle is the Lord part so back to that Greek word kurios kurios there's this neat little tool okay that any average person can do alright because I'm, I'm just like your average Joe right I'm just like the rest of y'all you can get into the Greek you don't got to go to seminary you don't have to because there's this tool called Blue Letter Bible You can download the app on your phone, or you can just get on your desktop or laptop, go into the search bar, type in blueletterbible.org. You can look up any Bible verse, and you can look into the original language that it was written in and look for the definitions of words. Just putting that out there, I think I do that every time that I stand up here, just putting it out here, anybody can do it. You don't got to be anything special. Anybody can do it. And it's a big, big, big help. Why? Because you get definitions like this. Curios. He to whom a person or thing belongs, about which he has power of deciding. Master. Somebody said that. Master. Lord. The possessor and disposer Of a thing. The owner. Does anybody have an aversion to the concept of being owned? Because this is America, right? (laughs) This is America, right? We ain't owned by nobody, right? You know, you know. This is America. We have freedom. We do what we want, right? We're the land of the free. Home of the brave, land of the free. And I think that's, you know, hey, I I wouldn't want to live any place else but here. I love living in America. I don't want to live anywhere else. Um, Matter of fact, why do you think everybody's trying to come here? There's something... really special and really great about this place right because we're free and that freedom came at a cost there's another price to that freedom that I think that a lot of people don't consider because of that freedom and because we've had it for, for, for so long we don't have a concept of what Lord means we don't really understand what a king is. Matter of fact, we have an aversion for that, right? What was his name? King George, I think that was his name. The tyrants, right, that we um, liberated ourselves from uh, never to have a king again, except we do have a king. If you call yourself a Christian, you have a king if you really are a Christian you have a king you have a lord you are under one to whom you belong you are under a master you are possessed you are owned right doesn't uh, scripture say he purchased us with his blood purchased so Jesus is Lord Kyrios is there anybody that would deny that Jesus is Lord according to the definition that I just gave you course nobody would right I, I could stand in any church this morning and, and, and ask that question I don't think anybody would dare say no that's with your mouth so here's where I'm going to start meddling here's where I'm going to start digging and I'm not out to make anybody upset listen I love y'all and because I love y'all I got to give you the truth. (laughs) What it really comes down to is not what you say with your mouth. Matter of fact, it doesn't even come down to what we commonly do on Sunday morning. Oh gosh, here he goes again. All right. I promise I'm going to try not to say anything that's going to get us censored on YouTube. Right? What we what do we do on Sunday morning? Worship. What does that mean? Worship. Okay. Give him glory. Give him glory. Um, We sing songs. We sing some really good songs. We've got some really good songs, really good. We've got some really good Christian music in America, right? I mean, you get into some of that music and you feel, you feel great, right? Um, we've, we've got some really good, powerful music. How about this? How do I look? I look all right? All <laughs> oh, y'all look really good this morning. All right? That's, that's part of what we do on Sunday. Sometimes. I mean, usually I stroll in um, in a polo shirt and some jean shorts, you know, but since I'm standing up here, I gotta, gotta look the part, right? All right. <clears throat> Um how about what I'm doing right now? Preaching. <clears throat> what what else? Um we're in a we're in a building. We're in a building that we call a church we we have gathered together now that's that's a good one that's gold right there cuz i can go into the new testament and i can point out where it says we are commanded to gather together or not to forsake the assembling to together as some are in the habit of doing the other stuff on the list while they're good are actually not commanded like my spiffy little get up here or the songs that we sing good as they are wonderful as they are powerful as they are did you know how many churches in America do you think they're singing the best top-notch Christian music. Um, man, the worship team did good this morning, right? Have got top-notch worship teams, and you just, I mean, you just enter into the singing. I mean, you've got your hands up, um, depending on how reserved you are. Some people just let it all go, it, and, and you feel fantastic while you're doing it and you feel fantastic after you're done and then you get to hear the million dollar preacher um, I mean top notch expositor just lay out the word of God and then walk out of that building and live like Jesus is not Lord Lord And that's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the songs we sing. I'm not talking about the clothes we wear. I'm not talking about how well-maintained the church house is. I'm not talking about how good the preacher is. And we've, we've, we've got a good, I'm not talking about me, we've got a good preacher here Pastor Ken right but but you know it's possible to listen to that man preach and pour his heart out and walk right out of this building and live as if he didn't speak a word is anybody hearing me this morning Man, I might have to come down there. I might have to come down there. The question is not even whether Jesus is Lord, because we've all admitted that He is. The question is Is He your Lord? Or maybe I should dig a little bit deeper because he is your Lord as a matter of fact the day is coming when every knee will bow and every tongue will confess whether they want to or not that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father every heavenly creature every earthly physical creature every man, every woman, every child every demon every devil will bow the knee and say Jesus is Lord Curios, He is Lord He is master of everything and it's not just about a power it's it's not just a power thing. I, I think we've got the power thing, right? He has all the power. He said, All power in heaven and earth is in my hands. It's not just a power thing. It's an authority thing. Ooh, authority. This is America. Some of us got some problems with authority. And I'm not just talking about tyrannical, illegitimate authority. I'm talking about real authority. We got problems, people trying to tell us what to do. Even people that have the right to tell us what to do. We got issues with that, right? Can anybody admit that they have issues with people telling them what to do? America, right? I do what I want. It's the land of the free. I am my own authority. I choose how I live my life. I choose what I'm going to do. Not you, not anybody and though we dare not say it even though we're Christians in America our actions, many of our actions, and please don't, I'm I'm, I'm not trying to pick on anybody because I don't know anybody's personal life, but for whoever this message is for, whether it's in this building or out in the clouds somewhere where they're listening to this old boy preach, your life Is the evidence as to whether you believe that Jesus is Lord? Back to the power thing just for a second. We know He has all the power, and that's why we ask Him for things, right? Because we don't have all the power. So we say, Lord, please uh, give me, and you fill in the blank. Or provide, you fill in the blank, right? Because we recognize that we're 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 needy. We need stuff. We can't do it on our own. We need God to pro provide us with things. So we recognize Him as provider. We ask Him to bless us with things because He's got the power, right? But we, and I say we as a whole, we as the church in the West, we do not recognize his authority. That we ought to do things according to what he said. Not according to what we want. That's what Lord means. Do I need to go back to the definition again? Master. Owner. The one who has the right to judge my actions. My choices. There's there's a lot of scripture that, that, that leads up to that, that portion in Luke 6:46. 46. Uh, I was going to read through it, but that's going to take a while because um, you got to kind of back up to verse 20. And it, you know, I, I started at verse 46. You kind of got to back up to, to, to verse 20. So I'll just ask you, in your own time read through Luke chapter 6 read through there's a lot of stuff in here that will make you uncomfortable such as blessed are you when men hate you and when they exclude you and revile you and cast out your name as evil for the son of man's sake I mean one could preach a message on that in and of itself Because we spend a whole lot of time wanting to be liked by people, right? How about this one? Give to everyone who asks of you, and from him who takes away your goods, do not ask for them back. But if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you for even sinners love those who love them? And if you lend to those from whom you hope to receive back, what credit is that to you for even sinners lend to sinners and receive as much back? But love your enemies. Do good and lend if you dare to go into the NIV, it says lend to them. I'd never seen that part before. Wait a minute, you mean I'm supposed to lend to my enemies if they ask? Excuse me? Um, let me jump back down to verse 46. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do the things that I say? Mm. a disciple is not above his teacher is he your teacher even better are you his disciple that's a whole nother message Mm. but everyone who is perfectly trained will be like his teacher For a good tree does not bear bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. For every tree is known by its own fruit. For men do not gather figs from thorns, nor do they gather grapes from a bramble bush. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good. Good and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil for out of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaks how do you feel about that one? I feel that one Remember, I got five kids, so don't judge me. (laughs) Well, yeah, that's in there somewhere, too. Uh, Where is it at? Where is it at? Judge not, and you shall not be judged. (laughs) Condemn not, and you shall not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Are Are you getting a grasp? of what it means for Jesus to be Lord. It's not just that he has the power. He has the authority to tell us how we're supposed to live. And the question for everybody that's hearing me right now is does your life match up to how Jesus tells us to live? Do the choices that you make Are they made under the consideration of his lordship? I mean, everything. Did you choose that job simply because it pays you more money? Did you consider its impact on how you would be able to serve him, to live the kind of life that he's told us to live well I I mean you know I I can doesn't matter what kind of job I have I can serve him Well, I mean there's there's some things that come along with serving Jesus that require time so what if the career that, that, that you've chosen consumes all of your time do we consider such things the stuff that you spend all of your time and energy working to pay for do you have any time left to do the kinds of things that he's commanded us to do and that we don't have the right to treat as optional such as You will be my witnesses to the ends of the earth. Or go and make disciples of all nations. You know, disciple making, I mean, that's an old word, so we can use a more modern word and say mentorship. Do you have time to mentor somebody on how to follow Jesus? If we don't have time for that, we got some problems because Jesus told us to do it. And the list could go on and on and on and on and on. So I'm going to move on to another portion of Scripture. Oh, did I mention that a lot of the stuff that we do on Sunday morning and are satisfied with, and we think we've done done our duty because we came and sang the songs. And raised our hands and sat in the pews and and listen to the man preach, and we leave thinking I've I've done what Christians do. Does anything that I just read mention any of that? Which which leads me to the next point. You know, there's there there's. Uh, there's a guy. He he says his name's Dr. Phil Fernandez. He says we need a back to the Bible movement, like every ten years. Every ten years, and the reason why is because people, humans, are really good at messing stuff up. We're we're really good at it. I mean, just look at church history. That's another challenge. I dare you to look at church history. I double dog dare you to look at church history and see how good people are at messing stuff up. We need to recalibrate every once in a while just to make sure that we're on the same page that Jesus is on. You know, because Jesus made it simple. He laid it all out. He says, this is how I want you to live, right? And we say, yes, Lord. And then over time, we start drifting into other stuff. We start coming up with, you know, I think this would be a great idea. I think we should do this. I feel really good when I do this. And we move into a, a, a whole list of things that, that may not be bad in and of themselves, but we, like, start paying attention to that stuff and forgetting about what our Lord said. And uh, it doesn't take long. <laughs> it really doesn't take long, which is why the guy said every ten years we need a back to the Bible movement, because we we were really good at messing stuff up. And it's really important. I mean, you may feel fine. You know, like I, I'm fine. I know I'm saved. You know, I'm I'm good. But are 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 you sure? Are you sure? I mean, that's that's really a dang, that's a, if. If anybody's having that attitude, if anybody's thinking those thoughts right now, that's really dangerous. That's, re- that's really, really dangerous. And I'm about to tell you why. Matthew chapter 7, starting at verse 21. And remember, we all call him Lord, right? I don't need to re-preach that. Jesus is saying, Matthew chapter 7, verse 21, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father In heaven. All right, so everything that I said since I stood up here leads to that. First, I asked a question. He says, "Why do you call me Lord and don't do the things I tell you to do?" Right. Here, he's saying, "Not everyone who says to me, Lord." Lord, and notice, he's saying Lord twice, right? Um, so, if you know anything about uh, biblical language or um, Hebrew emphasis, if a point needed to be emphasized, they say the word like more than once, or if if it's a sentence they'll like not necessarily say the sentence twice but they'll say one thing in like two different ways right right here it's it's just lord lord that shows familiarity that means he's speaking to people that think that Jesus is their lord they consider him in their minds with their own understanding that he's their Lord. And um, this is extremely serious because there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be in, a, in for a really big surprise, which, I, which is why I said, if you are thinking thoughts like, oh, I'm good, I know I'm fine, are you sure? Are you sure? Can you please make the effort to make sure that you're sure? Because he says not everybody. That means there's a lot of people calling him Lord. There's a lot of people who have called him Lord. There's a lot of people calling him Lord now. And there's a lot of people that will be calling him Lord that are not going to enter the kingdom of heaven. Because he says, only he or she who does the will of my father. That means you can't do stuff however you feel like doing it. You actually have to put forth the effort. And I'm not talking about perfection here because nobody's perfect. But the trend of your life has to be seeking to do the father's will. And yeah, you're going to mess up. We all mess up, right? I've messed up. How many of you messed up this week? How many of you messed up this morning? <laughs> <laughs> Got to add a little levity there, right? He goes on to say, Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, Lord And I, I I have a tendency to think he 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 was talking about Pentecostals with this one. <laughs> have we not prophesied in your name? Anybody here has got the gift of prophecy? Or has anybody ever prophesied by the Spirit? Cast out demons. Anybody ever cast any devils out? I mean, we're, we're talking about some, you know, heavy elite spiritual stuff here. Prophesying, casting out demons in your name and done many wonders or miracles. Any miracle workers in here? Anybody ever? Oof. I mean I'm 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 hitting like the like like top elite special forces Christians here right? I mean we got prophets, we got um demon slayers, um miracle workers. And listen to what he says. And then I will declare to them and I got to point out he doesn't deny the things that they said they've done in his name. He doesn't deny it. That should scare you. That should scare the best of us. Because the test is not any of those things. I mean, what, you had the, if you look in the book of Acts, you had the seven sons of Sceva running around casting out demons until they got the floor wiped with them one day. He said, Jesus, you know, Jesus we know, Paul we've heard of, but I don't know who you are. Mm. He doesn't deny the things they've, that they, they're claiming that they've done. But he's saying, and then I will declare to them, I never knew you. I mean, that's not even I don't know you. He's saying I never knew you. How many Pentecostals and charismatics base their spirituality on all of the stuff, you know? Tongue talking, miracle working, casting out demons, healing the sick, Prophesying. None of that cuts the mustard. And man, do we put a lot of emphasis on those things, don't we? If you're a good Pentecostal, good, 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 charismatic, spirit filled believer, he's saying, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness, or other translations, you workers of iniquity. Anybody remember the church in Corinth? All the spiritual gifts that were at work in the church in Corinth, and you had some of the vilest forms of sin taking place within that church at the same time the test and I'll end here and if any if, if, uh, if the worship team wants to come up and start playing some of that beautiful music and the altar is open for anybody that wants to do business with God And we got people that will pray for you. I'm one of them. Pray for you and pray with you, whoever needs it. The test is your obedience. And I'm not not talking about perfection, because Jesus is perfection for us, right? The test is obedience. Remember that part where he said, Whoever loves me will keep my teachings or keep my sayings. Or in other words, obey me. And whoever doesn't love me won't. I mean, that's simple. That's profound but simple. If you love me, you'll listen to me. If you love me, you'll do what I say. If you don't love me, you won't. And the Holy Spirit, through the Apostle Paul, Saul of Tarsus, said, Whoever does not love the Lord, a curse be upon him. This is serious stuff. This is serious stuff. I might never get to preach to you again, so I'm laying it all out. You can't get any more serious than this. Do you love him? Is he your Lord? Does your life demonstrate that he is your Lord? Or do you have a course correction today? It's okay if you've got to change course. There's still time. You're here or you're listening somewhere. You're still alive. You're still breathing. You're still above ground. There's time to change course. And he wants you to change course. He's holding out his hands like this, saying, come to me. Come to me. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Because you know what? I mean, living life with Jesus is hard. Living life without him? My Lord. I don't understand how people do it. I guess people have a high capacity for suffering somehow. This is your moment to surrender to Him if you've not done it. To surrender to Him as your Lord and Savior, but not just Savior. You know, that's the thing. I mean, there's been people preaching for uh, decades now that you can have Jesus as Savior, but not as Lord. Can somebody please explain to me how that makes sense? to think that you can have Jesus as savior but you don't have to have him as your lord like i asked him to forgive me of my sins one day and i'm trusting in him for my salvation but i'm not really you know i'm 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 not really doing what he says though i just kind of do my own thing you know we Have an understanding, He, he lets me do my own thing. Yeah, come on. No, please, he is you. It's a package deal, it's Lord and Savior. He's both. You don't get to pick and choose which one you want. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your spirit. I thank you for your patience. Please draw those wherever they may be. Lord, bring your spirit of conviction to draw those who who call you, Lord, but are not in obedience to you. Their life does not demonstrate that they belong to you. You have spoken that not everyone who says to you, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of your Father. benediction unless this brother wants to give one if you need prayer you can either come to the altar I'll come to you if you want me to come to you where you are matter of fact how about we all come gather up here together Pray for each other that's how you get altar calls and everybody come up here Power your spirit, thank you for your thank you for your long-suffering and for, 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 for those who think they know you, but they don't, they, they, they call you Lord, but their life demonstrates that, that they don't know you, and you don't know them, draw them to Christ. Father, draw them to the Messiah to be saved.